Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, having played literally zero hours of Ubisoft title Skull and Bones, and consequently having had not one ounce of fun with it, this is the Discerning Gamer <laughs> Podcast. I am your host, Joel J.B. Fury Beauchene, and with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam, eagerly salivating as he peruses the new PlayStation Plus lineup, knowing that uh, he can download them for free and he's not committed to buying any new games this year. It's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB, how are you, mate? Pleasure to be here. Really good. And have you, in fact, uh, dug into the new lineup? No, I haven't yet. Need to. Yeah. I'm too busy playing Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to be busy yeah, and stuck on that one for a little while. But obviously, once so, I'm done with that, it, which no. I don't know, might be in another 80 hours or something. Mm. Got, uh, got, both your, got both your testies in there, Fer? <laughs> um, yes. Balls deep in it or what? <laughs> Fun, fun Put fact. Some Harry Potter glasses on your oh, penis. Uh, Yum. Wow. Uh, fun fact about Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, read this week, it's passed the eight hundred and fifty million dollar mark for Avalanche Studios. So uh, I saw that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So how about that? So uh, done a, pretty darn well for itself. A lot of quiche. It's more yeah. money than I made in twelve lifetimes. Uh, on that note, also with us this week, we've got the gaming chef. The Earl of Emotional Damage. Uh, he's the Dr. Octopus to Eve Gilmont's Spider-Man. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Oh, thank you, JB. I have, you know why I have that many arms, don't you? <laughs> why don't you tell us? It's so I can help people move house easily, JB. Well, wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh... Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. You guys have the dirtiest hair. Mine. It's really good for jacking off multiple people at the same time. <laughs> as well. There it is. Uh, uh, finally, we have uh, the Nintendo Queen uh, eager to drop Leave a fat 1K stack on a shiny new Sony headset for her PS5. <laughs> it's uh, none other than Pistol Pete herself. Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Pisty. Thousand clams. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me, everyone. Here we go again. Oh, pleasure. Back at it again. <laughs> Back at it again. <laughs> Back at just pulling um, myself over. Just doing up her white vans, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> there you go. Oh, love a love a good <laughs> meme from yesteryear, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh well this this week, uh it's it's been a pretty big bloody week in news, actually. Mm. And uh to kick things off, uh this one's from Ruby Innes at Kotaku Australia. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. 
2023 is about to be the year of fighting games now that Mortal Kombat 12 has been added to the 2023 roster. In a completely unexpected turn of events, a Warner Brothers earnings call to investors has revealed that the upcoming Mortal Kombat title is expected to release this year. Mm. A clip from the call has been making the rounds on Twitter where Andrew Slaben, Warner Brothers Discovery's Executive Vice President of Global Investor Strategy, confirmed that Mortal Kombat 12 is slated for 2023. And there's lots more oh, to wow. come, including the high... Oh, this, this is his quote, sorry. There's lots more to come, including the highly anticipated Mortal Kombat 12 and Suicide Squad's Kill the Justice League games also set for release this year with ambitious launch projections. So there he said highly anticipated Mortal Kombat mm. 12. Well, until this particular <laughs> phone call has happened, nobody knew there was a Mortal Kombat 12 on the way. Uh, so uh, was, uh, He was expecting the uh, the buzz that would come off this announcement. He's just well, assuming that... It, it has certainly <laughs> came. Uh, so, as of writing, there is literally no other information. The last time Kotaku wrote about Mortal Kombat was uh, Ethan Gash... Uh, talking about the history of the Mortal Kombat logo, uh, noting that the last Mortal Kombat game came out in 2009, uh, 2019, and so far there haven't been any hints about when Mortal Kombat 12 can be expected. Uh, if anything, it's incredibly fascinating that investors are being told that the game is coming out this year, and we haven't even seen a single trailer. Um Perhaps Warner Brothers are keen to keep a reasonable gap between announcement and release date so as to not risk generating unbearable hype for Mortal Kombat 12. But uh, still, pretty massive news that's come out of nowhere. As for this year being the year of fighting games, Street Fighter 6 is slated to release on June 2nd. Uh, and there's also Tekken 8 coming this year as well. Uh, considering Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and Tekken can easily be described as the big three of the fighting game world, this year could be massive for folks that love a little smack around. Mm. So, what do you think? Mm. Have we got uh, any hype at all uh, amongst the G DG crew for MK12? Yeah, uh, for about an hour and a half for when I first see all the okay. deaths and then I'm <laughs> Emotional damage! No, but I know. I love Mortal Kombat, but I'm just saying I, the most exciting part is when you put that thing in and you see all the... I mean, not in that way, guys, but and then you see all the <laughs> like the fatalities and stuff that they've come up with this time around. That's where That's where the moneymaker is. Um, and I'm pumped to see that, and then you know, I'll keep playing Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> I think I think out of everyone on the DG crew, you're you're the, probably the fighting guy, JB. Is it safe to say? Out of the four of us, you're probably would be the most exciting, excited about a Street Fighter Six or a Mortal Kombat Twelve, Tekken Eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up on uh, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo on the Super Nintendo. Uh, which was what a classic. Oh, it was an amazing uh, title that one, and the roster of different characters that you could play was was massive for for the time. And you know, so I think that there's there's a lot of meat to be had on the Street Fighter bone. But it's funny after having played so many of the Mortal Kombat titles, as soon as you play a fighting game that doesn't have 
the fatalities and everything involved. It just feels like there's something missing. It always feels like there's something missing. It's like that fatality is the final fuck you when you've beaten a particularly yeah and uh, uh just the the uh, i know they never that, execute them oh it's ever ever they, they can be they can be pretty <laughs> tricky but when you pull one off the satisfaction that you feel watching your player just brutally destroy the the opposing uh, <laughs> pull person, someone's spine out it's just absolutely <laughs> hilarious and i've heard i've heard interviews with the the team behind mortal Kombat before that says um, they when they're thinking about what new fatalities are going to be in the game, the the first thing they think of is you know what's what's really amusing, what's going to be funny. It's it's meant to be a very comical take on killing someone. It's not meant to appear to be something that could happen in real life, sort of thing. Like no. where, where Jack sort of hammers someone into the ground with his metal arms and then kicks their head until it flies <laughs> off like a soccer ball, and you know things like that. It's <laughs> It it works really well on the game and it's very amusing, but obviously that's uh, highly impractical. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, I think it's interesting. I'm, I'll have to go back and fact check myself, or maybe if you're a huge fighting fan and you're listening to this, then let us know. But all three are releasing a game in the one calendar year. That that seems unusual. Is that unusual? I think mm. so. I, I wonder yeah. if it's I wonder if it's coincidence or whether <clears throat> whether they've sort of seen. What their opposition? So whether Warner Brothers have seen that Capcom were were planning on dropping a Street Fighter, and they've gone, oh, we, you know, come on, guys, we need to get the mm. the next Mortal Kombat out there so that we've got a competitor. Mm. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to know. So all right, I know that that the rest of the DG crew aren't the biggest Mortal Kombat fans, but if you had to put something out there and say, I hope this is in the next Mortal Kombat game, what would it be? For... As in like a fatality or a... Uh, a... Not necessarily a fatality, <clears throat> but just a feature. Because I, I know in my head, I know exactly what I'm going to put forward because it was sorely missing a lot from Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. And I was pretty pretty annoyed that it wasn't there. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what your take is. Well, this is my just off, off the top of my head and not a big fan or have really played any of these games, so this feature might be in it. But maybe like a Battle Royale type thing where you've got a lot of players in a map and it's sort of like a fight to the death. Where you've got maybe like a fight, not not a Battle Royale in the sense of 100 people, but maybe like a five-on-five five or something or a, a something like that. Is there is there a multiplayer element to these things? You know, obviously I've always seen just the one-on-one, but do they have two-on-two or two-on-ones or... I I'm pretty sure it's just one on one, but like I think they've got yeah. tournaments and things. But because it's very much a two D mm-hmm. um, style, it tends to work best in the two D plane. Like when they they went to, I think three D. I think it was for Mortal Kombat Nine, and it it sucked. It was the shittest one of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Um, I I did not rate that one at all. All right. Then <clears throat> to mix it up, how about like a Super Smash Brothers type thing? That's still two D. Chuck in, you know, a handful oh, well, of like people. Everybody's and, here. Yeah, everyone's just fighting around, thinking outside the box. Well, the last the last few Mortal Kombat titles, they did a really good job of fleshing out the story of the characters. So when you played through the story mode, 
it really went into detail about oh this is Johnny Cage's background this is Sonya's background um and it and it really did fill in a lot of those gaps because there's characters that have been part of the franchise since the very beginning like Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Johnny Cage, Sonya, Raiden, all of them and really did a lot to sort of I guess fill out the story of those characters which was nice because I I didn't actually know a lot of the story of those characters um but uh I I think it would be amazing, like the way that Street Fighter has gone, where it's almost the the fighting elements plus a little bit of RPG elements thrown in. It'd be really cool to incorporate that into the Mortal Kombat sort of formula, have it like a a bit of an RPG where you can sort of almost explore a bit of an open world. And then as you encounter key enemies in the game, then it obviously goes into that 2D fighting style. You fight the character fatality whatever and then you progress on so i'd i'd like to see something like that but my number one feature that i'd like to see them bring back because i love it is uh, having several different level fatalities so it's always been a feature all the way back to mortal kombat 1 where if you were fighting in the pit you could uh, do an uppercut at the end knock them off the edge, and they'd fall down to their death and get impaled on the spikes at the bottom. And then Mortal Kombat 2 expanded that. They had the crypt as well, which had the spikes coming down from the roof. So you could put in the right combination. You'd uppercut them, and they'd go get impaled on the <laughs> on the ceiling spikes. And then if you held down at the time when you uppercut them, they would slide off the spikes and then come back down and land on the floor. Um, and, and Mortal Kombat 3 went expanded it again you had the dead pool where you could uppercut them into the, the pool of acid um you had the subway where you basically hold their head against the subway train and and you know um they get <laughs> smashed by the subway train like there was just so many different iterations but when the when the game franchise first came back to playstation 3 and it was the one that that sort of got banned here in australia because mm. it was r-rated that one had like about 10 different level fatalities. And in fact, one level had like three different ones. So you could input the code. And then if you pushed X, you got one fatality. Triangle, you got a different one. Circle, you got a different one again. It was it was amazing. I, I don't know why they, they went mm, away from that. Away from but that. Mortal Kombat 11 just really went lacking for level fatalities. It sucked um yeah i have to agree with you jb and i think like in a lot of ways more Kombat 11 felt like there were some bits and pieces missing i don't know if this is just me but i felt like that the the x-ray mode in mortal Kombat 11 didn't have the same punch to it that mortal Kombat 10 did i don't know i i just yeah. i just felt like that you know i want to see not just the bones break and <laughs> you know but i want to see like a liver get punctured and i want you know like all this kind of stuff like i'd like if you're gonna go in there, just fucking go in there. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see all, all of it because I think that adds to the that crunch. You know, that really sort of over the top crunch when you do something that pretty much should have killed them. It's a move that you've impaled someone, but they're still alive. Like, I want to see what's happened there. You know, if and I felt like that. Up. That's something that I feel like was kind of I don't know. In Mortal Kombat 11. It just felt like it was a little bit too like you know, let's eliminate every other part of what's happening in the body and just focus on the bones. And I was just kind of like, well, I don't know this. It feels like it's a bit empty. 
And yeah, I, I'd love to see um, more creativity in that way, and the and the level more fatalities. More punctured livers. Yeah, more punctured livers. livers. <laughs> but I think the level the level fatalities is such a big part of the Mortal Kombat sort of um, you know the variety in in the fatalities where you can kind of discover all the different things that you can do on that level to to destroy someone with. And I agree with you. I'd love to see that come back. Yeah. I think that needs to happen, and I, I 100% agree with you about the X-ray um, moves. It, mm. it just didn't have the same uh, satisfaction in Mortal Kombat 11 that it had in the previous titles. Mm. Um, so it's almost like, yeah, let's let's see see them roll that back as well, because uh, yeah, that that I, th- I think that needs to happen. Mm. And so obviously in Mortal Kombat 11, we had a number of Sort of uh, extra players or extra characters be unlocked. So you had uh, characters like the Terminator, the Joker, RoboCop, um, Freddy Krueger. I think was one of them as well. So if you had to uh, put your hand on the table now and say, right, the character I would like to see added to Mortal Kombat 12's roster as a as a DLC, who would it be? Berg? All right, I'm going with an Aussie icon, Russell Coit. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Should have got you to all Aussie adventures. Oh, 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 can you imagine oh, oh. Russell Coy? You come up with that yeah, that's so it. quick. That that would be his like. <laughs> I was thinking I'd love to see like an Aussie type character, and the first I don't know why Russell Coit came to my mind, but maybe Crocodile Dundee. Nah, Russell Coit. Let's get Russell Coit out there. He's you know got that's his whip. Get behind. Yeah, he's got a few good uh, closing lines. That you could say time to hit the road after he bloody. That's so funny we are talking about that. Simon and I were just talking about Russell Court the other day, weren't we, about old yeah. TV shows and how that's one of my favourites. Sorry, wait. so funny. Can you imagine Russell Court just like <laughs> getting like a whip and like hitting, like cutting off someone's hand, but then it would zoom in if, depending on what guy. If it's like a human hand, it would just be like an alien hand when it yeah, zooms yeah. right in. Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah. Cuts to the, and the alien hand gets cut off and then it's like, Time to do the road, and it's just oh, that's just fucking. That's like a uh, match made in heaven. That's going to be a mod. Someone's going to mod that in. Yeah, goes so, yeah. to goes to crack the whip to whip a cigarette out of uh, you know Sonya's mouth, and then just misses and, and whips the front of her face off. And yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, some, something like that. you could you could make yeah. it work. That'd be sick. Something in there. Oh, that'd be they could have, they'd be heaps. Anyway, yeah, for for our American <laughs> listeners, uh, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with Russell Coit. Look, look him up on uh, on YouTube and have a watch because uh, he's he's a bloody crack up. Uh, all right. Well, what about you, really? Simo? Which so uh, which character would you pull in from which franchise uh, to add as a as a DLC character to MK12? Look, I'm trying I'm trying to find the name of this movie. Uh, it's a new movie that's coming out. It's about a robotic girl that somebody purchases to look after their kid and it turns out that it looks after the kid a little bit too much and kills a lot of people. And um, I'm not even interested in horror or anything, but I know that this is the kind of character that would fit in perfectly into Mortal Kombat because they often do go to, you know, horror movie villains as, um, you know, we've had Jason Voorhees in there and bloody uh, somebody else has definitely been in there that's I'm not going to bring it. I don't know. I'm not a big horror person, but I know that, the hockey mask man was there, but that I reckon the the robot would be cool. I reckon it would just be like that would be awesome to see just like this, you know, little little girl kind of carving people up. That would be funny. 
So I think uh, life, I think the robot I think the robot you're talking about is Megan, uh, where the E in Megan, the name is, that's is, it. is uh, the letter three. So M Thregan. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. M Thregan. Uh... <laughs> that's who I'd like to see in it. I reckon yes. that would be classic. Absolutely. And uh, what about you, Casey? Who who would you add to the MK12 lineup? Well, you know what? I might go a bit strange. Oh, the strange you know, is better. <laughs> I find oh, it, it's a bit weird and a bit strange, but I would find, because I find this character already creepy, is a Teletubby. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Any particular any one? Particular uh, one? Telly Tubby. And then it's just like using its whatever and creepy antenna fucking shape thing and just like just severs people. One of the just, one of the one of the yeah. or it's like stomach. Its stomach has like the little TV and it just sucks people in and it then just, just explodes bl- them out. Blast them with radiation or something causes their skin to you know, melt it's off. something really innocent like that's right. Something really innocent like that. I reckon sending it just so mental evil because it looks evil already. It creeps me the hell out. So why not do yeah, its I true mean, nature? One <laughs> fatality where the like the baby son comes out and it's just like <laughs> and and burns, it just, it just burns you face off and it just starts dripping off people's faces as the yeah, baby son. I can, I can just imagine Poe feeding you, you to death with tubby yeah. taste. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Just feeding you into the gears of the oh tubby custard God. ride. Watch you get minced and spat out as bubbles <laughs> of blood. Yeah, that would be... Uh, Guys, I'm telling you, it would work. Yeah, that's highly disturbing, Casey. Oh, well done. my... I... Yeah, well, oh. there you go. That's what I think about when it comes on to ABC Kids. <laughs> oh. Well, the one that I'm thinking of, the one that I'm thinking of is... You get one of those characters from Squid Game, you know, one of the guards that has the mask with the circle on it, and you, you know, you, you execute the fatality, and the person who's about to get shot's got the the little honeycomb, and they're frantically like licking it. You see it crack, and then they just look up, and there's a oh gun pointed God. at their faces. <clears throat> it just uh, gives them the old good night. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I think something like that. Yeah, would it would be... be good to see Vecner in there. Hey, from Stranger mm. Things. Yeah. You know, oh, there you yeah, go. Vecner from good. Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Watching their eyes suck one. in and then all their that arms and legs break. Yeah. That, oh. was, that was fucking horrifying. Watching that. Oh, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Oh, Vecner. Come on, Vecner for Mortal Kombat 12. Well, I think, me. Uh, I think you're oh. onto something there, Simo. Vecner is probably the. He'd be the ultimate. <laughs> Uh, to get into MK12 for sure. Yeah. And if you're on the receiving end, you're frantically, you know, okay. going through your bag looking for your Kate Bush cassette. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then... <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. That was just the start of the song, everyone. Uh, oh, very good, very good. All right, well, moving on from MK12, oh. uh, I'm going to throw it over to you, Ferg, for some rumours about a certain direct showcase Oh, yeah. So, article from Game Rant written by Daniel D'Angelo I'm going to read from. Multiple unconfirmed reports from industry insiders suggest that Microsoft and Bethesda may announce a Starfield Direct Showcase in the near future. Bloody Mm. hell. So, Bethesda officially announced Starfield at E3 2018, though the developer trademarked the name back in 2013 and has been working on the basic concept for some time before that. Set in the 2330s, players take on the role of a space explorer from the organization called Constellation. 
playable in first or third person. Todd the God Howard described Starfield as Skyrim in space, and the game features both ground and space combat. Players can also customize their ships, establish colonies, and explore over 1,000 planets. 980 of were we're expecting to be quite dead and lifeless. Bethesda plans to release Starfield sometime in the first half of the year, but has yet to set a specific date, and it's been a bit quiet as of late. Probably haven't really heard anything this year. So, However, more Starfield news may be on its way soon if multiple insider sources can be believed. Video Games Chronicles editor-in-chief Andy Robinson got this conversation started on Friday afternoon with the tweet saying, I hear the announcement for the Starfield showcase is imminent. A few minutes later, he replied to his tweet saying, as in soon. His comments were subsequently corroborated by YouTuber Rand Althor19 and Windows Central Editor Jez Corden on their latest Xbox 2 podcast. So, Rand claims that he's heard rumors since before the Game Awards indicating that Bethesda would hold a Starfield showcase in March or April of 2023. Corden also noted that he, Rand and Robertson most likely did not get their information from the same collection of sources, meaning that, <laughs> that a lot of different people are saying the same things. With multiple sources seemingly telling the same story consistently for so long, the rumors have a lot more credibility than they would otherwise. So whilst Rand and Corden were careful to hedge their bets and not state that the rumors were facts, um, yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of talk coming from a lot of different directions that a Starfield Direct is going to be happening sometime soon. Um, Rand went on to say that he believes that Microsoft and Bethesda may stage it in the next month um, with the game releasing in June as of the last information that we got from Microsoft and Bethesda late last year. So um, for those hanging out for Starfield, there might be a bit more information in the coming months and it sounds like it's probably going to be good news rather than bad news, hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, And so, Ferg, I take it you're going to get Starfield when it when it launches. I am. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think I mentioned last week that outside of Hogwarts Legacy, Starfield's definitely my most anticipated game of 2023. So yeah, I'm chomping at the bit. If we think it's going to be a mid-year release, then according to that bit of information there. Well, until we hear otherwise, I think that was the last um, sort of date that was floated by Bethesda. So look, forever the optimist. They were talking first half of 2023, and until they say other, I'm still going to believe it. But hopefully at this um, showcase, we A, get to see and hear a bit more about the game, but um, hopefully uh, they can lock in some kind of release date that we can... I think they're still working on DLC for Fallout 76. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm pretty keen to see it. I, I mean... I don't know that it's going to be a day one title for me, but uh, I'm certainly going to be watching it with uh, with great interest mm. uh, to see if it is any good. Well, um, it's definitely going to be under the micros- microscope. So. Are, we, are we thinking it could be a game of the year contender? Um, well, look, Bethesda are huge game studios. Microsoft, one of the biggest companies in the world. They've got a lot of people working on this thing. Um, they obviously... Shooting for the stars. What a pun. Um, so, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, there's going to be some really good games coming out this year. I hope it's in the conversation. If it's in the conversation, it's going to be a very, very good game. So, Do we think Hogwarts we Legacy is going to be in the conversation? I think so. Yes. I, I think there's a very good chance that it will be in the conversation. Well, but, uh, yeah, it'd be we'll interesting see. to see where that all goes to. Well, thank you for that, Ferg. No uh, next, we've got Simo with a bit of news about the latest state of play. Take it away, oh, 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 oh. I will take it away. I'll take it all the way down to some town. Anyway, um, <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, uh, wow. Sony held a Nintendo Direct this week, and boy, was it chock full of announcements for PlayStation iToy 7. I mean, PSVR 2. Fuck. Um... In all seriousness. Oh, I haven't heard that word for Look, it, 20 years. Wow. Oh, I, yeah. loved, I love my eye toy. Yeah. It's just yeah. great. Yeah. It's now just a weird sex toy that you can get from, uh, well, sex oh, land on it. South Road now. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, in all seriousness, though, um, look, I really enjoyed this presentation. I thought it was pretty cool. I like how Sony's Nintendo Directs have less filler in them. So, um, But something I know that Ferg and Joel will enjoy is that there was no Nintendo at this one. So can't be wow. upset and bored at the fact that I'm covering a Nintendo Direct this week. She's so. still calling it on. Uh, anyway, so... Oh. Also, no Ubisoft at this one too. Sources told the discerning game of this week that they were going to show something, but they decided to delay any further announcements. No word yet from Ubisoft if those announcements will receive a second, third, fourth, fifth, or even sixth delay. Uh, when asked if they thought that they would at least have um, time to show some trailers that were, um, you know, CGI cash grab concept trailers for the next five Assassin's Creed projects this year. Ubisoft had this to say, no, Simon, that shit has sailed. <laughs> you fucking put the fart right over my, my joke about C- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, Simon, that ship has sailed. Oh, Simon, <laughs> skull and bones. Fucking... It's all down in from his own brain hole. And, uh... Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. Stole your punchline. That's... <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. That's all right. I just know that I won't be getting a job on Saturday Night Live uh, as, a, as part of the writing staff anytime soon. That's for sure. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> moving on. Yeah, thank you. I was, wait, I was hoping you'd get the thump out. Moving on, as mentioned, um, received almost for the first half of the show a look at some new PSVR 2 titles um, with some amazing looking experiences in there, I've got to say. Um, My picks of the show, though, for VR um, being the Foglands. Um, It's like a a roguelike Western. Uh, I really dug the style of this game. Um, There seems to be a bit of variety as to how you can attack enemies as well. So you have a revolver, but it also looks like you you wield a bit of dynamite and um, by the looks of it, a wrench as well that you can kind of throw like a boomerang against enemies almost kind of thing and it comes back to you. Um, and another one that I really like the look of was Before Your Eyes, which looks like a really emotional first-person story-driven adventure where um, every time you blink, you actually move through time. So uh, it's really utilising the eye detection of wow. the PSVR2, um, wow. which sounds really cool. And this really 
felt very Nintendo in my eyes in a weird way um, where a developer has actually put together a game that utilizes a very specific part of the hardware. And I, that really, I thought that was so cool. Um, but obviously a lot, lot, a lot of other PSVR 2 announcements, but how about you guys, JB and Ferg? Did you see any VR announcements in there that caught your eye? Toy? Um, to be honest, I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I think it's a case of, I don't have... Sony VR2, and I'm not going to have one anytime soon. So I'm trying to keep a lid on my excitement when it comes to things that look a bit flashy because I know I'm just not going to get around or get a chance to play them. So I didn't watch most of the VR stuff, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah, I don't know. What about you, JB? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's obviously plenty of meat on the bone uh, of this one uh, to, to be sort of looked at. I'm... I'm still in a bit of two minds about the uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I, I mean... I'm um, getting to that, JB. I asked you about VR games, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... VR games. Fucking, <laughs> come on. So, sorry, Simo. I, Where's yeah. the horses? Where's me horses? You shot them last week, so no horses to hold. Yeah, all right. No, I'll, well, I won't, I won't get into that, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to sort of hold off on on getting too excited about the VR because I'm, you know, it's going to probably be a number of months before I get a hold of one anyway. Um, there was there was that one game, uh, I think it was Demio, I think it's called, and it's like a tabletop RPG uh, that's all yeah. done in, in uh, 3D. I mean, that that looked pretty cool. I don't, I don't know if... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite interested to see how that pans out. But, um, but yeah, at this stage, I'm... I'm Keeping keeping things sort of uh, un, under a tight lid um, for for VR stuff, so we'll wait and see what yeah. uh, what comes out. Mm, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so we also got some updates on a handful of other games coming soon. Um, now I had two stands out to standouts from this uh, show. I mean, we got to look at st- three Street Fighter characters: Big Warp, fucking Destiny 2's new DLC, Big Warp. <laughs> Um, sorry, Ferg. Uh, fucking okay. can't stand Destiny. Jesus. Um, but uh, Cheer received a release date and a lovely little trailer, and um, came along with the announcement of day one access on PS Plus Extra and Deluxe tiers. Everyone. Whoa. So for those of you that have not heard of this game, um, this is an adventure game that reminds me of like The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild meets Super Mario Odyssey meets fucking Moana, meets Daniel at the bar for a pint, meets Gwen on Tinder, meets Gwen's mum and dad on their <laughs> second date, meets PlayStation 5. What? Um, nice. It's, it's a lot of genres fucking there. looks really good. So you, you <laughs> a lot of genres there. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of Gwen and her family. Um, but uh, so <laughs> you, oh you look, you play as this human character. <laughs> You, you play as this, um, this human character who can... Oh, oh, oh come God. on. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that that goes for a long time, that soundbite. Um, so, yeah, you, you play as a human character that can basically... Cappy, but, like, Cappy lives in her eyeball and um, any animal and, um, you know, that you see in the world, you can traverse the world with the animals. So you can basically Cappy the animals. Um, but uh, it looks amazing and I'm extra excited because, you know... 
the last day one release of a new game that we got for PS Plus was Stray. And mm. look, we've all had things to say about that game. It was a pretty fucking good game. Mm. Um, so I hope this just adds to the value of the service and, I mean, ends up being, you know, a bit of a um, bit of a wild experience. I'm, I'm a bit pumped for it. Yeah. Um, but also, um, JB, as you mentioned earlier, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. And look, this game made me excited but very cautious. Yeah, you know, it's like going to it's like going to a new cafe. No one has um reviewed it yet, but you you know that the chef there is meant to be good, but you're a bit worried because the chef that day looked like he had just done about six lines of cocaine before he came <laughs> out to make your food. So very specific. You know, yeah. um but <laughs> look, not speaking from experience here, but oh what do you, what do, you do? Um but anyway, uh look the reason why I'm a bit cautious about this is this being a game that kind of looks like it may have a bit of a live service attached to it. Um, it makes me very cautious. Uh, but look, this is this kind of looks to me like a far more appealing Gotham Knights. You know, very similar mm. concept. I think with the multiple playable characters, um, you can play with friends online. Uh, yada 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 so on and so forth um but with the bad guys and look i'm hyping responsibly with this because the one thing i don't like and, and this is a weird gripe to have is that every character uses a gun um like kind of doesn't feel like every one of them would need to use guns i mean if you're playing as king shark why have you got a gun i, I don't know if you're playing as the boomerang why are you not throwing fucking boomerangs as the main thing that you're doing like uh, I just, anyway, I don't know. Just that that that's that's that. We, we could talk a little bit more about that. But um, anyway, what was everybody else's takeaway from the rest of this show? Anybody else uh, think that they would download Cheer Day One? And what do you think about Suicide Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League after having a little look at it? Well, I uh, I probably will download Cheer <laughs> Day One and and yeah. and have a look at it. Um. No, no harm in that if it's a if it's a freebie, uh, you know, for, yeah, for sure. For PS Plus, um, but there's a couple of a couple of things that make me a little bit more interested in the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game as opposed to Gotham Knights, which was a fucking hot mess mm. by anyone's uh, uh, measure. But first of all, it's been developed by Rocksteady Studios, who we all know developed the best games in the the Arkham. Uh, series, you know, of games and everything. So, mm. um, so that's that's one thing that you know it comes with a, a pretty substantial pedigree. Um, you know, by the fact that it's being developed by Rocksteady. But secondly, um, and maybe this isn't a big deal to a lot of people, but um, even though uh, Batman is not featuring as the main protagonist, um, he's being voiced posthumously by Kevin Conroy in his final performance mm. Mm. as Batman, and uh, I've I've heard a lot of people say that Kevin Conroy's portrayal of Batman is the best in the you know especially in the animated sort of series and everything. So um, I think it's almost worth the price of admission just based off those two facts, and uh, you know. I guess the reason that you're approaching it with a bit of caution is because Gotham Knights was an absolute uh, turd of a game and, um, you know, I guess because they're both DC properties, it sort of leaves everyone with a 
fairly bad taste in their mouth going forward. So, um, but I think a lot of my caution as well spans from the fact that, like you said, that the Arkham series, and I'm going to include Arkham Origins as this because I agree with Ferg that that game is absolutely fantastic. I mean, that was a Warner Brothers Montreal game who fucked up Gotham Knights. I mean, it's probably not the same team working on it, but I mean, at the end of the day, but the thing that does, I think, put a lot of pressure on this game is because, you know, their magnum opus in the Arkham series came before it. And knowing that this is a continuation of that universe, it's you, there's a lot of pressure on that for it to deliver. Um, and obviously it's going to be in a different city, like we're in Metropolis now and there's, you know, we've got to kill the Justice League. I mean, I, I find it to be a great premise. Um, I'm just hoping that the gameplay still holds up and feels satisfying enough. And the, they they talk so passionately about it that it makes me feel like it will live up to the standard that we've come to expect from Rocksteady. But I, I still, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, is it going to be, is it going to be, you know, are we all going to be looking at this game thinking you better live up to what you did before? Otherwise you're out. You know, I don't know. It just feels like there's a lot of pressure on it. Well, there is a lot of pressure on it, but uh, I, I believe that uh, if if they were going to put this game in anyone's hands, hmm. Rocksteady would be the hands that I would choose to put it in. They're they're a known quantity. They've they've been around this block uh, a few times now, and I, I would like to think that they've learnt a few lessons from what worked well with the the Arkham games and what hasn't. Mm-hmm. And so here's their opportunity to. To keep you know lifting and go to that next level and produce something that's really, mm. really quite amazing. So, I I think this is going to buck the trend set by Gotham Knights personally, yeah. and uh, I I hope it does because yeah. DC's had a pretty rough run in the last few years. Do we have a release date for that one, Steely? Did they announce a release date? Oh, I'd love to tell you that we do, but I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure there was a release date attached to it, and I think I'm going to just throw out, I think it's coming around like May. It's May um, the 26th at the moment. May the 26th. Fuck, I was close, wasn't I? Look at that. Yeah, nice. And, hell, it's uh, not being developed by Ubisoft, so you can almost hold your bet to that. <laughs> so. It's uh, yeah, been developed in Unreal Engine 4. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it's coming to PlayStation 5, Windows... Uh, and Xbox Series X and S. So no PS4 release for this one. Only only a good thing, because I think if we look yeah. at, I think Gotham Knights came out in PS4, didn't it? Yeah. It so did. again, they don't have to worry about the limitations of Gotham the old- Knights could barely run on a PS3. It <laughs> wouldn't have come out on a PS4. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, yeah. If you close Which I think is a good thing because you don't, they're obviously not worrying about the limitations of the old last gen console. So I think it's a good thing. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about this one as well. I loved all of the um, Arkham games, some of my favorite games of all time. So look, Rocksteady know what they're doing. The trailer looked pretty good. The combat looked, it looked a lot faster and a bit more dynamic and a bit more, like there's a bit more going on. So yeah, we'll just wait and see, I suppose. And, Quietly confident that that should be a good one. I mean, in in regard to whether developers should still be releasing games for last gen, um, 
You know, I, I, I go back to a, an old saying, which is uh, when you've uh, stepped in a piece of shit, you, you scrape it off. Mm. And it's it feels like the, the last-gen consoles are that, that shit on your shoe that we, we just need to scrape it off and uh, move on. Um, mm. You yeah. know, it's uh, it's as simple as that. And and making games cross-compatible back to last-gen is, is actually worsening the experience for the rest of us because sacrifices are going to be made so it can actually run on the older hardware and everything. It's just, mm. no, nah, yeah. fuck it off. Time yeah. to move on. Sorry, PlayStation 4. Time to go out to pasture. There's probably a bit more to, to do with it as far as when they started working on the game, you know, what time that is. But I think we're now through the, the transition point. I think we just don't worry about it because you're right. If it's if it's meaning that the PS5 and the Xbox Series X versions of the games are reduced in quality because you've got one foot in the past, then that's not good for any developer or any publisher. So... I mean, I'd, I'd ask the question, at what point uh, did PlayStation 4 games stop being released for PlayStation 3? Like, uh, when did they make the cutoff point it, there? I mean, I can't remember, but it didn't seem like we had this big of a lag. Yeah. No. It, no, it I seems think it was like, fairly quick. Like, yeah. I remember yeah. maybe the first, like, three or four, maybe five. I'm going to just put that out there, kind of titles that came out on it that were either third-party developed or some of them even first-party developed did come out on both. Um, actually, it might have been more third-party because, you know, Infamous Second Son didn't come out on PS3 and nor did Killzone Shadowfall. And they were the two, uh, you know, they were the two opening titles, basically, for PS4. So... Mm. Um, yeah, it does feel like you're, you're right, Ferg. It feels like a big lag. It's too much. And I always remember, so, like, like you know, this is our brand new console and this is the game that you can play on it. And that game wasn't available on last gen. I think of what were some of the PS4 launch titles? Um, what was that first person shooter game? I can't remember what it was. It wasn't that great, but that wasn't Kills- a, yeah, Killzone. Yeah, yeah Killzone. That was that Killzone Shadowfall. I, think. I don't remember that being available on PS3. And the similar no. with like Xbox One, I remember games like Dead Rising and Rise and some of the launch games of that. I don't remember them being available on Xbox 360. It just seemed like this is the brand new console and here are all these new games coming out that are only available on it. So you sort of, yeah, if you wanted to play them, you had to go and get the next console. There was, I don't know. I remember, you know, your Call of Duties and your, your releases like that in the last year was sort of last couple of years on, on both, but... All the new stuff was just yeah on the on the next gen. So the main mm. the main titles for PS4 launch you had yeah Killzone Shadowfall which Steely's already mentioned. You had Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag that was a launch title. Uh, Battlefield 4, um, Call of Duty Ghosts, uh, FIFA 14, uh, Need for Speed Rivals. So there's there's a few. Yeah, maybe all of them except for Killzone would have come. But out. all. Well, yeah, because I think Killzone's a first-party game, and so all of the third-party developed games had, you know, old-gen versions of them, as well. So, yeah. So I mean, those um, those it, were the main. It's just titles, one of those anyway. things. But uh, yeah, I, I, we got to move on. We got to move on from PS4. Sorry, yeah. uh, sorry, anyone who's holding back. But what's the incentive to upgrade if you if you're going to keep releasing all these titles on last gen? Fuck all. Yeah. Save your pennies on the games yeah. and get a PS5. 
Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, thank you for your uh, review there of the State of Play, Simo. Uh, now we would like to throw over to C-Mac, to, to Pisty Pete, for um, some some news that's come out about uh, the developer of Pokemon Go, Niantic. Oh, La Pist. What? What did La Pist. Yeah, La Pist, La Pit. <laughs> oh, I love Pistol Pete. Right. What the hell? Yes, Niantic, Pokemon Go. Do you guys remember Pokemon Go? Do you know, yeah. you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. I remember playing little, that back in 2017 or 18 or something. Yeah, I remember Definitely was... 2020, but that's... Bit of, bit of interest there for was... a little while. Mm. A little bit of interest, yeah. So apparently there are people still playing this game like crazy. And there's been a bit of controversy with Niantic telling people who haven't paid for some Pokemon Go event that they are not allowed to go to a public park and play. So reading from a Kotaku article, (gasps) reading from a Kotaku (laughs) article, it says the most recent Pokemon Go tour, Hoenn, uh, event occurred in Sunset Park in Las Vegas from February 18th to 19th. The event was very specifically for players of the game who either paid $25 US, which is $36.25 Australian, last year, or $30 US this year to take part in it and allow players to engage in extra in-game activities focused on Pokemon from Ruby and Sapphire. Mm. Now, the event sold out last month with around 50,000 players who signed up to attend. (laughs) However, problems began to arise. I know, that's... Who, who, who wants to Mental. go to that? <laughs> we see that many people. Um, problems began to arise on the first day when players were faced with phone network con- connectivity issues, leaving many players who forked out the money just unable to even play the game. So this resulted yeah, in a well. response from Niantic, who the developers of Pokemon Go, who stated an additional 17,000 trainers without tickets joined us at the park which seemingly caused the connectivity issues in the area. And they continued by essentially asking people who didn't pay for the phone game ticket not to show up at the public park so those who did would have a smooth experience. Now, Simon and I had a bit of a conversation about this because, and he, tell me if you think this this is this makes sense to you because he thinks it's not the, a similar thing. If they had... Okay, it was a public park. Anyone can walk in it. Yeah, that's their own problem. That's not your fault. But if someone has a ticket, they actually fenced off the area, made it into an event, you know, fenced it off with with people taking tickets, showing your ticket at the gate. Simon thinks it's still not appropriate because the game is free, essentially. Oh no, but so sorry. And my my let me no let me let me just say I'm just going to clear this up. I didn't know this full story that it was like a um like. Like an event, yeah. I thought that it was like paid DLC, and there was just something happening in the park. It was, yeah. It was an event at the park with a with the paid extra. Yeah, well, if they fence it off, then it's but they didn't fence it off. But this is the thing. But what I was saying to Simon the other night, so this is a bit of a chip, was for example, you can watch Wiggles right on YouTube for free. It's free. You can watch it whenever you want. But sure. if you go to a concert of the Wiggles, you're expected to pay for it, right? Like you're oh. going into an event. So Simon thinks it wasn't the same. Too. He was like, well, I haven't gone yet, so I'll take your word for it. But, um, yeah, so this is, this is I think, the fact that it wasn't a fenced-off event. It wasn't in a you know, enclosed area. 
stuff them. That's their own fault. You can't tell people they can't go to a public park. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, it's what do you guys think? Well, I think I think the problem that they've got, and as I understand it, obviously, if you've paid for this, whatever it is, this is it actually something to do with the game, or is you paying to get hmm. access to a specific place? Because if you're paying money to um get something different in the like in game, and they're telling everyone to meet up who's got that, <clears throat> they can't really enforce and stop random people from just going there anyway, regardless of their border. Yeah. Which is what's, yeah, exactly, which is and that's so, what's happened, yes. And even if they were to fence it, people would still go and stand outside the fence because they'd be close enough to be able just, to You just interact. put the Wi-Fi just to the edge <laughs> yeah. of the wall. Yeah, like the only, and we've all been there. You know, if you go to a place and there's heaps of people, everyone's fighting for the same cellular connection. Like and so, if you get that many people together, you're gonna to have the same. You just you can't not have a problem. So, I don't know what the lesson learned here is. It's you either have it. Maybe if you have like an indoor venue and only let people in that have paid to be there, you can't stop random people from going to a public place. So I, I think, know. Not that they were trying to. Not that they were saying you can't. Like you know, they can't. Yeah. Not police. But I think what they realized they was they law, were like, but still, it's rude. <laughs> yeah, I think they realized well all these extra people are stressing out the cellular availability of all the people that are here and have paid. Like, yeah, please the don't fact come. fact that people who paid can't. that money <laughs> yeah. didn't even, like, get a chance to experience the event, Look, which is pre- I'd yeah. be pretty filthy. If I went all that way and yeah. had to be in a bunch of, with 50,000 people, that's my worst nightmare on my planet, mm. um, and then not being able to even experience the event, yeah, no thanks. I'm Here's what I've got to say, everyone. Okay, go. If you're going to pay $30 for a fucking mobile phone game, <laughs> you deserve to have your fucking internet rooted <laughs> in a public place. Emotional damage. I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, um, absolutely fucking ludicrous how much money this game makes and and how how... They're still I mean, making money. Good on them. They've they've monetized something that is, I mean, in my eyes, it's not a um, you know, not the world's most exciting experience. It was fun when it first came out because it was a novel idea and they did it very well. Um, but um fucking why are you spending thirty dollars for this? Like just go go get a ice cream. <laughs> okay, well do anything else. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, yeah. But, I, I think, yeah, like yeah. I, Niantic should have should yeah. have foreseen yeah. that. Yeah, loading well, on the, yeah. the local cell tower in that area would have been a problem. Yeah, and either have some yeah. sort of Wi-Fi option that was going to fix it, or it's, and yes. then you only give out the password to the Wi-Fi to the people who paid the money. Yeah. You know, or that's what I was just about to say before as well. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Or, or you do do some sort of distributed uh, type arrangement where you have smaller gatherings in several different places. Mm. And you know you sell out each uh, each of those individual little places to limit the amount of loading that you're putting on the cell tower in that area. So there's probably a lot of things they could have done in hindsight, but it was probably organised by some some intern who mm. uh, had no fucking idea. And yeah, uh, you'd think they'd know how many tickets they've sold, so therefore they'd have an expectation on how many people are rocking up. And then you'd think if if there was any kind of conversation, it'd be like, oh, so what do we do if some random Joe rocks up into the park and wants to be involved. Well, well, what you do it's is like fucking Woodstock '99. <laughs> Woodstock '99 yeah, for yeah, Pokemon lovers. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, well. Peace, love, and... There you go. Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, uh, let's throw over... Well, well, we'll throw to our novelty segment for this week. Uh, yeah. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. And this week... You missed week... some pages there, JB. Bloody, that was the smoothest introduction to yeah. the segment since you caught it a game show. Wow. Yeah, it's been working you. on it during the week. Yeah, I've been practising. Um, so this, this week we're going we're, we're gonna to revisit an older novelty segment that we did called Overs and Unders. And this one is uh, one for Mr. Ferg to uh, take us through. So... Uh, what are we looking at, Ferg? Oh, we've brought back one of our favourites of 2022, which was a little segment I like to call Over and Unders. So if you missed it last year and you're with us for your first Over and Unders experience, basically the way that this one works is I name a game, which is set to be released in the next six months. I give a predicted Metacritic score and we'll each have a turn at guessing whether we think it'll go under or over that score. Now you can just chuck out a score. You can elaborate, and um, we'll go around the room. So we'll go JB, Steely, C Mac, and me. But before we get stuck into this week's, I thought what I'd do is we'd better do a recap of the last one we did, which was about six months ago. So I'm going to quickly tear through this. I'll go through the games, my score that I gave, what it actually scored, and who successfully predicted that it was over or under that score. So. All right. We started off with Splatoon 3. Um, the Metacritic ranking I gave was 85. It scored an 83, so it was under. And JB Ooh. and C-Mac successfully selected that one. That was a game that I boldly claimed would be the highest rated Switch game in 2022. Um, well, It wasn't anywhere near. Next, we moved on to a game we've already mentioned tonight, which was Gotham Knights. Oh. I boldly threw out a score of 80. It had an aggregate <laughs> score across all the, the consoles of 68, and we all four of us successfully predicted that it would go under 80. So we all got a tick there. Nice. Next, we had Murray and Rabbit's Spark of Hope. Now, I had 85, and that got an 86 on Metacritic for the Switch. Okay. Oh. C-Mac, was a, she sat on the fence at 85. Myself and JB predicted under 85, and bloody Steely, the Earl of Emotional Damage, <laughs> picked it successfully at 86. So he got the over I am right. I the discerning gamer of the year, aren't I? This is Just true. Ask Sandra. This is true. Mm. Um, next, we had God of War Ragnarok. I chucked out 90. It got a 94. We all successfully predicted it over. We had another correct guess. JB said it would go 93, 94. So he picked it on the dot. Yes, I did. We moved on to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I ambitiously chucked out 85. It got a Switch <laughs> review score of 72, which JB and C-Mac successfully picked that it was going to go under 85, so they got that correct. Next, we had Hogwarts Legacy, and we had a score of 85. It got 86 across um, all the platforms it's out on, and we all successfully um, picked it to go over 85, so we all got a point there. Nice. We had Yum. Steely's favourite of one of Steely's favourites of last year, Sonic Frontiers. I said 75. It got a 
average score of 70. Um, myself, JB, C-Mac all thought it would go under 75. Steely thought it would go over, so bad luck, Steely. Um, we did <laughs> a fun one. We did Goat Simulator 3, mm, and I game. said 65, and I was the only one that thought it would go less than 65. Everyone thought it would go higher than that, and it got an average score of 72, surprisingly. So We had two Where games which we voted on that didn't get released. One of them was Skull and Bones. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and the other one is uh, I Am Jesus Christ, which is yet to come out, but we might review that one at a second oh, point. And- so, the scores after round one. In last place, myself on four. In second place, we have Steely on five. And then we've got a tie for first. JB oh. Fury and Pistol Pete herself on oh. seven. Racing out the head, so there we go. Okay. That's the uh, the nice scores. One, the scores of, of last year of round one. So anyway, let's get stuck into the next batch of games. So all of these games, bar one, have a release date in the next six months. So this financial year. So let's start off with a game coming out on April twenty eighth on PS five, Xbox, and PC. We've got Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Do we think it's going to get a Metacritic score higher or lower than a modest 80? Mm. JB. Higher. JB says higher. What do you reckon, Steely? Yeah. I'm going to go higher as well, I think. I only slightly, slightly, but I'm going to be on that one. I reckon high 80s. High 80s. I'm going to go higher. Go Star Wars. Woo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fucking well wow. That's impossible. Oh, sorry, JB. You won't get to use your. Uh, you find your. What is that soundbite? Disturbing. Oh, find your lack of faith. Because I reckon yeah. it's going to be over eighty as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, me too. All, all over eighty for Star Wars so, Jedi Survivor. Righto. Moving on. Coming to the Switch on twenty-one, the twenty-one of some month in the next. Six months. I don't know what date it is, but you might be able to tell us, Steely and C-Mac. <laughs> this is Pikmin 4 coming to the Switch. Ooh. Yeah. Do we think this is going to be over or under 80? Huh. JB. Mm. Um, I'm going to say over. Over? Yep. Yeah. Over for sure. Way over. Yeah. I reckon it's going to get a nine. If it's lucky, it's going to get like nine and a half to or ninety. Or I reckon 95. it's going to get high eighties. Mm. It's a pretty popular franchise. Great game. You can't ignore the Nintendo effect as well, which tends to give games a bit of a boost. Yeah. So yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah. Would you know what month it's coming out, Steely? The twenty first of. The twenty first of the month it comes out. Mm. Don't know. Correct. Don't know. Do do your own <laughs> fact checking, gang. But I'm excited. Oh yeah. Twenty first of July. 21st oh, July. of July. There you go. There you go. Um, righto. Something a little bit Use different. Queen. Coming out April the 19th on the PS5. We've got some Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC. Mm. Do we think the DLC can get over 80? Noting that Horizon Forbidden West had a Metacritic score of 88. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an 83 on this one. I reckon. Just over. Yep. Just over. Horizon. I'm going 
Yeah, it, oh, it, sorry. it always scores a little no. bit lower than you think it's going to. Um, yeah, but it'll be good. I'm going under. Whoa. That might be our first under. Just slightly. Yeah. Look, I just think that, you know, with DLC, it's got to be really fucking good if it's going to be higher than 80. Mm. Like, it's going to be, you know, going to be really good. I'm going to guess. Is If Aloy is going to be in it. Okay, I'm going to guess. <laughs> All right. Um, very low 80s. 80, 81. One just over. I I reckon I'm with Steely. I'm going to go under 80. I think DLC tends to be a bit more scrutinized because they have to, is adding something different and is, you know, it's under a bit of a microscope as far as added content. If it's, you know, if you're only mm. getting five hours and you're paying a fair bit, it might get blasted. So I reckon I'll go under 80. We'll go under 80. All right. All right. Moving on. Um, Again, we're all bloody chomping at the bit for coming to bloody just about everything june 6th diablo 4 higher or lower than 82 <laughs> jb uh yeah i reckon it's gonna go higher it's got a big fan base it's a blizzard mainstay yeah i, I think it'll be it'll do well mm-hmm. lower. <laughs> lower i can see the headline now just like diablo 3 only it's diablo 4 all right i'm gonna go higher just okay yeah, I'm going to go higher as well. Um, what else we got? How about a big one? A really a hugely anticipated game coming to the Switch on May the 12th. We've got The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Can this game get over 87? Now, I want to remind everyone that Breath of the Wild scored 97. Fuck. 97? It's got a 97 what? on Metacritic. Wow. Wow. Can it do 10 points less, which is still an amazing score, 87, on the aging Switch console? Can they bring us some gold, JB? Well, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I reckon they can do it. Um, will it have the God of War Ragnarok effect? Um can they capture lightning in a bottle twice? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Yeah. What do you reckon, Simo? This is going. Yeah, this is going well above eighty-seven. I'm telling <laughs> you, if this doesn't get just as close to that same score, um, I'm going to shave all the hair off my head. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot there. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess over by. I reckon it will just get to ninety. You reckon? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you'll be eating your words when we're enjoying playing it. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to enjoy it. Fuck. <laughs> eating your words. Well, i got to make up some points from round one, so i got to go. i got to do something a bit different. I'm going to say it's going to go just under 87. Wow. It's not going to be It's not going to be like a fucking 70 or something silly. It'll be like an 85 what? or an 86. It's just going to go just under. Oh, boy. Google, show me this guy's balls, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep, not there. How about oh, no? I'll save. I'll save that one to last. How about coming to PC and Xbox? I've delivered us some news. We're thinking it's coming out in June, some point. Starfield. Are we going to go higher or lower than? I don't even have a score here. Let's go higher than lower than say eighty-four. Hmm. 
Uh, I reckon it'll be around an 88. Well, that's very generous. It's very generous. I'm going lower than 84 because uh, I'm going to tell you why. Bethesda, uh, extremely ambitious, and this is going to suck dick. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, fucking hell. Emotional <laughs> damage. Yeah. That's too many fucking planets, and it's going to be boring. I'm going to go lower just for something different because I haven't said that yet. Nice. And I don't know this game. Well, the last, the last big title that that I really enjoyed for them, Fallout Four, that scored an 84 mm-hmm. on Metacritic. So, what did I say? 84. Yeah. yeah. So it only has to be just a bit better than Fallout Four, and it it'll, you know, that'll bear fruit for it. So. Yeah, I mean, the Elder Scrolls games are pretty good. Skyrim's still fucking selling like hotcakes, like nearly 10 years after its release. So, yeah. yeah but you don't travel a thousand fucking planets in Skyrim either that probably don't have anything on them. Oh, oh my God. More rocks. <laughs> oh, well. Be interesting. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I reckon they'll do better than 84. I reckon they'll be in the high 80s, maybe in 88 or something like that. All right, I've got one more for us. A game that's currently all out it's currently out on some platforms we're all loving it coming though to the switch on july the 25th hogwarts legacy (laughs) can we go better than 78 what was the score i read up so everywhere else it's doing 86 how's the switch going to go can it deliver a 78 for hogwarts legacy yeah, I reckon it'll <laughs> low eighties. I'll say eighty-two, maybe. What? Yeah, this I don't even know. I don't even understand how this fucking game is going to <laughs> run on the Nintendo Switch. Like you're gonna be, it's gonna look like you're playing it on Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pass, playing a Nintendo sixty-four game because they're gonna have to lower the resolution so much. So you're saying lower? It's gonna go lower. Um, I reckon it will go lower. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's going to go lower as well. I just, it looks so good on PS5. The world's so big. I just don't know how it's going to translate to the Switch. I think what's going to hold it back is the Switch and the Skyrim capabilities. runs on the Switch. I mean, it's yeah. a 10-year-old game, but it's, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> come on, it is possible to do Look some open-world experiences there. Yeah, I mean, they got The Witcher Three running reasonably well on the Switch, but I just. These are older games, peoples. Yeah, I think it's going to struggle <laughs> to get. I think it's just going to struggle running this thing. Um, they're going to have to make compromises somewhere. So, oh, absolutely. And I think the compromises will. You know, what did I say? It's got sitting on eighty six on everything else. So it's only going to have to drop. What's my mass? Eight to get down to seventy eight. So I think it's going to go under. This game on PS five has a little loading wheel for leaving. From inside to outside. <laughs> now play that on your Nintendo Switch. How long? You can do read you a think whole that- Harry Potter book. We should just do. How long do you think the fucking loading wheel will take before you can get outside again? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I just enough. have to wait till afternoon. I might have to do fucking Wingardium Levy Sun. Fucking put it up in the sky again because it's taken so long for me to get outside. Open that's the door my, and you my- you just hear your switch give a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be, I haven't really read too much up on the Switch release of Hogwarts Legacy. I 
are they does it has anyone else read up on if if they've announced that you know for the switch we're cutting back certain things or oh, oh, you don't even need to read it you know they're gonna have they're to. gonna have to Absolutely. and what do they look like you know they just i reckon know, it would, it would you can't go outside hogwarts run better on a playstation 4 <laughs> than it would on a nintendo switch can't fly mm. Yeah, you ground country mile. Have to run everywhere. Right. Yeah, we'll see. But um, July the twenty fifth for Hogwarts Legacy on Switch. We'll uh, wait with bated breath, and yeah, in six months' time or whenever all these games are out and being reviewed, we'll um, we'll tally the scores again. All right. Well, that sounds great. I love that. Thanks for playing, guys. All right. And that brings us to the end of this week's Discerning Gamer podcast. As always, I'd like to thank the DG crew, starting with Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And uh, a little treat for the listeners at home if you've made it this far. Ferg's back again with his uh, discount bin savings on games. My uh, public service (laughs) announcement from me to you. At the moment, on the PlayStation, you can get The Last of Us Part 2. For $14.37 Australian dollars. So if you've been loving the TV show, if you're a bit late to the party like myself and you haven't got around to playing the first and second game, the second game's on on sale for... the TV show. It's awesome. For less than 15 bucks. That is good value. (laughs) That is an amazing game. Mm. Uh, Thanks for that, Fig. Also, thank you to Simon Steely McLaughlin. I came... I saw, and then I came again. Thank you again, JB. You're welcome. And it was last, fantastic. Last but not least, you were uh, very good. Pistol Pete herself, Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Man, that, yeah, thanks. I don't, I don't have anything witty to say this time of night. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to get in touch with us here on the Descending Gamer podcast, please reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Give us a follow. Chuck us a review. That would be much, much appreciated. And we'll see you next week. Bye. If you do get in touch with us, always use massage oil. If you do follow us, stay a safe distance behind us so I don't suspect you're coming. And also, see you next week. Love you.